MLM Nation, episode 679. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, someone that I've coached. I've watched him grow so much in the last year. We have Curtly Freckleton. Hey, Curtly, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am so excited, Simon. Curtly Freckleton graduated from college and was looking for a part-time job when she discovered network marketing in 2013. After doing the business part-time for two years, Curly went to her first company convention, and that's when she saw the real potential of MLM. Today, she's a six-figure earner and is obsessed with enabling others to find their power and freedom. She lives out in Idaho with her husband and loves the outdoors and taking care of her indoor rabbits. Anyway, Curly, so proud to have you on here. I've given MLM Nation a brief background, but take us back to your journey. 2013, what were you doing after college, and how did you found out about network marketing? Oh, sounds good. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. This has been a huge dream of mine ever since I was just a newbie in, the, in MLM and network marketing. So this is just surreal. So my story is I graduated from nursing school in 2013 and I had three months to take the NCLEX. And I thought, oh, I should have a part-time job. What would be really fulfilling? What would I do for free that I liked so much? And so I thought, man, what are some things that define me? For some reason, I thought about one of my best friends who I watched gain 200 pounds over the last many years and just seen her totally change because of that. And it broke my heart. And I wanted to help people like her come out of the depression and find that freedom and power in their lives. And then later I discovered that, oh, I actually had my own weight loss journey (laughs) that I could relate to. And so what I did is I started Googling and I looked for search terms like weight loss and I found a weight loss clinic called them and it was all about giving people shots and I wanted to get out of that. And so I did another search term and the search term coach came up like health coach, I think it said. And so I called the number and I said, Hey, I'm just calling to find out what a health coach is. And I still remember where I was on campus because I was studying and I just went down the hallway so I could listen. And this guy answers and he's just like, he said, you're breaking in in and out. I'm in the jungles of Puerto Rico and with a bunch of health coaches. Can I call you back in a week? (laughs) And I just go, yeah, this sounds exciting. I love to travel. And so in a week, my husband and I went out to dinner um, with him and his wife. And they told us about the plan and I was ready to sign up immediately. My husband said, wait a second. We got to make sure this is not a pyramid scheme. (laughs) And I said, what's a pyramid scheme? And so we checked it out. It looked really good. It matched things that were important to me with educating people and how to be healthy long term and make good changes in their life with their nutrition and habits. 
And so I jumped in and I'd never done the program or used the products or anything like that. I just knew I had a passion for health. And so I just did it for fun on the side. And then I found a full-time nursing job and just did it for fun until I found I really had a passion for my business and eventually stepped away from nursing to go all into um, my coaching and have never looked back since. So you joined without really knowing about much about the products. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how were the first couple of weeks like after you joined? Um, they were overwhelming, but exciting. And my mentors helped me a lot. They told me what to do. And yeah, I definitely had my freak out moments, <laughs> but they told me it was simple. So I just kept up, kept on taking action. So what are some mistakes that you see a lot of new distributors make nowadays? Oh man. Um, a few things that come to mind are verbal vomiting <laughs> and that's what I used to do. I, I look back at my messages and just saying, reaching out to a person and giving them these paragraphs of what it is that we're doing without even knowing if this person's interested or more about them. And so that's a common one. And then the other one is thinking that they just have to call two people and they will both sign up. <laughs> And so I think the expectations need to be managed a bit and say, hey, it's going to take more people than just two people to get, to get people signed up. So. so you said you took action when you first started. Your mentor helped you out. What, what, how do you define taking action? Sure. So we, we use a system, um, five, five micro habits that we try to do every day. And it takes 30 minutes. And I encourage my team to, to do this. And the first one is post once a day, at least on Facebook, and add to your stories. The next one is add friends. You've got to be adding your circle of influence every day. The next one is build rapport with people. And the next was an, an invite. And it could be invite to look into the business opportunity, look into the client opportunity, or just get the word out to people. Because I think anyone that you meet can become, uh, we call it a coach, other people call it sponsor or whatever. Uh, they can become a client or they can refer people to you. And so then the last one is follow up. So we spend time following up. So those five things. So your big uh, turning point was when you went to that event. Right. Um, why did it take you so long to go there? It took you two and a half years before. How come you didn't go your first year? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was a penny pincher. And also my husband is as well. And so when we heard that we had to pay money to go to a convention to learn, which would benefit the company, we thought that that was dumb. <laughs> and so we were not willing to fork over the few hundred dollars to go or the plane ticket to go over. So my mentor, they kept on inviting me and inviting me. And finally, we had a convention that was a drive. We could just drive there instead of fly. <laughs> and she said, okay, listen, if it wasn't for money, would you go? Is this important to you to build your business? Because by then I'd made a, a pretty decent rank in the company. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm motivated. And so I was lucky enough to have a sponsor that sponsored me. She paid for my ticket to go to sign up for a convention, and then I convinced my husband that we would drive down there together and stay at my aunt's house. <laughs> and so it was just, I was lucky that it was close enough, finally went, and everything changed. I think it was the best $200 my mentors have spent. <laughs> what did you see at that event that you couldn't, you didn't get? Because 
at that time you you said you were doing pretty decently by part time income. Yeah, right? I was oh. making between one to two thousand dollars per month, or less than two thousand dollars by then, which was a big deal for me. I remember being in a special spe special section by my mentors. And, you know, I knew that the higher earners were around me. Everyone had everyone that was there had to be the rank I was at at least or more. And I remember just standing up during the breaks and looking all around me. And there was all these gray haired people. <laughs> For some reason, I was just a lot of grandparents were around me. And I looked at them and thought, these guys are making more money than I am. And they're older than me. I'm, I'm the younger social one or, you know, with all this energy. And so that's when something clicked in my head, the I can too factor. Well, if they're doing it, I can do it. It became something that was more relatable to me. <laughs> and so I went home and in three months had doubled my business. Or yeah, doubled my business in three months. And so I really turned the heat on. So what did you do in the uh, three months that allowed you to double? Oh my gosh. I called so many people, Simon, that my voice was hoarse all the time. So I look back at my notebooks during that time and they are filled with names. So names just kept on pouring. I was a lot braver. I would call them because before that was the thing I wasn't willing to do because my mentor said, you need to call people and you invite them. I'm like, no, I'm anything but call. And so I started inviting these people and I remember we had a meeting, a local meeting and I invited, usually I was lucky if one came or if I even came, but then I showed up with 17 people Wow! and the room was, there was not enough space in our little room for all of my guests to be there. And so that is that power of that enthusiasm and that belief and other people really pick up on that. And so that's what I did is I know I'm doing a good job when my voice is kind of hoarse. <laughs> so you didn't call people before then, you said? You just, what, the online messaging or? Yeah, barely. And I didn't really invite before that because inviting was scary. They might judge me, think I'm silly, think I'm this MLM crazy person. And so that was really scary. And, and so, and now like I'll message people and say, Hey, let's chat or I'll just call them if they're in my phone. Um, I called someone the other day I met two years ago and say, Hey, you probably don't remember me, but I saved you in my phone as this. Did we meet in an art room? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, like, well, I'm calling about this. And immediately she goes, well, I'm interested in that. And so you never know. And that, those are the things I wasn't willing to do is calling out of the blue or even sending an, a message to invite to look into it. I was so scared, Simon. So you called so that, That's really good. So, so you call people out of the blue and you go pretty uh, straight to the invite. Sometimes. That's, that's not my most effective thing. But sometimes when I had more courage, I was doing that. And I found, I found some key coaches on my team by doing that. The thing that I like the most now is I, I find them on, on social media. We become friends. We build rapport over a common interest. And then I'll invite them to look into, say, hey, can I let you know what I'm doing? Or would you look, like to look into health coaching or wellness coaching? So what did you do before you contact people? How did you, you say you got to like $1,000 a, a month, something like that. How did you get to that level? I don't even know, Simon, because I'm like, 
I wasn't willing to do anything. <laughs> and so I, I'm thinking it was mostly posting. And so I would post uh, about the transformation stories that we have. And I started posting more about my life. When I first started uh, my business, I hated social media. I was proud of myself for never inviting one person <laughs> to be my friend. That was like a prideful point. So I swallowed my pride, started inviting people to be friends, started posting my excitement about health. And I'm sure I did inviting, just not as much. And so that's why it took me two years to finally, two, more than two years to finally make $2,000. So. so there's a common theme here for listeners. If you don't know, I haven't picked it up yet with Curly. So you do things you don't like to do. Like you say you hated social media. And no one actually, in over 600 interviews, no one actually said they hated social media. And you actually take pride in not adding friends. On social media. Yeah. Um, you also don't yeah. like to call people, but somehow you do what you don't like to do. How do you get the drive to do? Where does that drive come from? Do you able to do things that you're scared to do and you don't like to do? Simon, it's passion. It is passion and purpose. If I didn't have a reason, I wouldn't do it. And when I started out, I knew I had a passion for health, but the more I did it, the more results that I saw people getting off medications, people losing so much weight that they could play with their kids. You know, these stories you've heard. And I loved that. And the pain of my, un I, I, I sometimes say, I'd much rather be uncomfortable so I can allow other people to be comfortable. Mm. And so just, just that purpose is, hey, it's worth me being a little scared because I can save someone's life. I can change someone's life. So let's do it. If I didn't have that reason, then I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> but I'm very, very purpose-filled. So. I love that. That's the quote of the day. Be uncomfortable so that you can help others be comfortable. I like that. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> what was the major... Um, I mean, you mentioned one or two of them, but what would you consider the major light bulb moment where your business really, really took off? Well, I would say one of them was at the convention, just the whole I can do this factor. Is, and and this leads to my second one is I was stuck. I ranked up and I was stuck for three years, the same rank. And I was working hard and I, you know, I felt like I had the mindset. I was open to learning. And I remember I was in a park and me and my husband are the biggest kids. <laughs> so we both have scooters like little kids do. So I was scooter scootering around this park because we've RV'd for two years. So we were at an RV park. I was coming down our little hill to, towards my RV. The sun was shining. The wind was in my hair. It was a beautiful day. And the thought punched me. Why not you, Curtly? Because for so long, I was focused on why I couldn't do it. I was not a leader. I was, I was, my whole life I haven't been a leader. I've been shy. I've been, you know, just all this, all these self-doubts and just always wondering, well, can I do this? And just focusing so much on if I had it in me. But finally the thought came, why not you? And then the, and then the thought continued to think, to, 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 to continued, I am a positive, I'm a hard worker, I have passion. Geez, what else do you need? <laughs> those are rare enough. And those are beautiful things. And you can go far with that. And so I took 
simple things that I had doesn't have to be this crazy amazing thing simple things that I have that's the recipe to be uh, being able to succeed and I owned it and so then I broke through that barrier ranked up to the next level so that was a really neat neat point in my business hey um since I had the privilege and honor to coach you one-on-one what would you say and your business definitely grew a lot during that time during the three months what would you say is the thing that you implemented took action the most that helped you out Oh, good question. Let me think. Cause I have a few things that come into mind immediately. Something that I loved about you. And I think about all the time are the habits. You are so disciplined and that's helped me be more disciplined in my time, not checking your phone at certain times of day, sticking to that. Um, so that you can be more productive in those hours. And then also is increasing the the numbers that I do. And so you encouraged me. You also showed me what was possible. And so that's something I think about almost daily as well is, all right, what would Simon say about this? I need to talk to more people. I need to invite more people. I need to be more organized in my day, you know. And so those are some things that I've really, really loved that have, that have stuck with me. And I keep your notes around me. They're so helpful. I actually totally forgot about that. I think when we first uh, started working together, um, you would get all the admin stuff cluttered at the beginning part of your day or answering uh, yeah. downline messages and stuff. And then you were, then obviously yeah. you ran out of energy to do your income. You know, you talk about your five checklists, those five things. You didn't have that energy, yeah, energy to do that. That was because of you, because now I have a certain time of day, because you also said, hey, if you really want to do something, have your team do it with you. <laughs> and so now I have something planned every day so that we take action together. And so that helps me show up and be more productive. You also help me, like you said, with the Facebook systematize everything. And that's helped me so much, just get more organized and more clear on my action steps. The social media, your social media game has definitely improved a lot. I remember the first time and just letting people know who you are. I think authenticity, right? Uh, even right now on the, yeah. on the video, you see the little rabbit cage in the back uh, <laughs> about your rabbits. So even yeah. your recent post about just uh, making those faces from sunflowers. <clears throat> like, like you, you said oh, you, yeah. you and your husband are big kids. I'm like, yeah, just currently just like a big kid and her husband's like a big boy. That's what they're doing. And I think that allows people to get to know who you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a social media routine that you use? How do you create these posts? So right now what I'm doing that's working for me is we get on trainings all the time and for self-development for other things. And so I'll write down things that stand out. It might be just be a quote or a thought. When I'm reading books or even listening to your podcast, I listen to them all the time. Um, I'll write these thoughts down. And sometimes it'll just be a quick note in my phone or my computer. I have a, a doc. I'm on my computer a lot. And so I have a Google Doc and I'll have these themes. And sometimes I'll write them out. When, when I'm in the passion, that's when I write the best, you know. So I'll write them out. And that's what I did for today's post is I just copied what I wrote yesterday while I was in the moment of that passion and then post it with a photo on my phone. And so I try to post, you know, my work hours at one o'clock in the afternoon currently. And that's usually when I try to get a post in by and then put the stories. And so I, I realized if I was trying to post any time of the day, I'll be in the middle of something and then a, a half hour goes by. Now I'm behind on everything else because I was focused on writing on my phone, but I'm much faster writing on my computer. And so just having more systemized approach. So. So, so since I see these, uh, your kids, your rabbits 
on social media all the time. What's the thing with these rabbits? Because I think every time I see, I think of rabbits. I think of you now, right? I think that's good branding. So what is their, what are these rabbits? You adopted them? What are, because they're very cute. By the way, if you want to, for you to listen and go check out, go follow Curly. Tell me about these rabbits. Okay. So I had rabbits growing up, but we stuck them in a cage in the backyard and forgot about them. And I remember I was, you know, Josh and I were married and we might have watched the movie the rabbit movie. Oh, I'm forgetting it now. Peter Rabbit. And somehow I found out rabbits could be litter box trained. So you could keep them indoors. And I love animals. And so I became obsessed with finding rabbits. I found my friend was saying, hey, we have a rabbit that was ditched, you know, used as prom ass. Someone asked this rabbit, you know, use it to, to ask someone to prom. And we have dogs that wants to be eaten. Someone help. So I said, well, actually, I didn't even ask him. I just said, come over and I'll take your rabbit. Um, and so that was my first rescue rabbit. I got into the rabbit community. There's so many rabbits that are abandoned, not not treated well. They just stick them in a cage. So now my passion, I've collected them slowly. I have seven rabbits now. Most all of them are rescued from poor situations. And now I train them. I, you know, I rescue them. I train litter box, train them, teach them good manners, and then rehome them. But my problem is rehoming because it's you get really attached, and I've got room in my house for them. <laughs> so I've collected a little too many. <laughs> That's awesome. So you can actually, uh, like, toilet train rabbits in a litter box. You can. I did they not even know clean that. Animals. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Because you're right. Like when I was a oh, kid, yeah. we had. I, I mean. I love rabbits. It was like my, my parents were scared of dogs, but we had rabbits. But like you said, sadly, we just left them outside in a cage, right? So when yeah. I see your videos of your rabbits running around, like, that was the coolest thing. They are so fun. If You will never get to know a rabbit's personality if they're stuck in a cage. When they interact with you, they're so loving. They want to bond with you. They want to kiss you. Um, and so having them indoors with you is the best way to own a rabbit and really see their cuteness and, and their personality. <laughs> Well, I love your post about them. I think it really allows people to connect with you. Like, definitely an animal lover, right? I think right. people, because people ask me a common question, like, how's this rapid to do with network marketing? It's like, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Like, if you don't care about animals, right. you think these are the dumbest thing. Why is she posting about rabbits? But if you're an animal lover, like, I love animals, you think that's the cool thing. Like, even if I didn't know you, I think, wow, you're cool. I like that. You have seven rabbits running around at home. Like, that was my dream as a kid, but we had to put them in the cage because my, because they'll pee, you know, they'll poop everywhere. I'm like, this is the coolest. And I think it's these small little things that allow you to connect with co market, right? Because people ultimately were humans. Yeah, we buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And, you know, if people don't like animal lovers, they could care less about you, but you definitely, if someone likes animals and rabbits, there's an instant connection right there. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate and, that. And, and it's you. It's you. You're not faking it. It's you. It's you who is right. you being who you are. Right. Exactly. And I, you're exactly right because I love your love for Obi, <laughs> your first son. It's, uh, I really connect with the animal love, and and I tend to make good friends with people who love animals. So, you know, speaking about that, I remember my first time uh, I made a sale was because someone um, saw my pictures of Obi. Right, like I called my first son, and the person like, oh, I just purchased from it because I sh she was a huge animal lover, and since you like dogs, you love just dogs so much, you must be an animal lover too. So you're cool. I like you, and she purchased from me. Yep. Right, the small little things you never expected. 
Um, hey, shifting the little gears a little bit, we're talking about fun stuff at Rabbits, but this is a more serious question. My favorite question is, in your eight and a half years, what is your worst moment in network marketing? To the point that you maybe you were so miserable, you wanted to quit, but you didn't, and that's why you're the leader you are today. Okay. And I've listened to your podcast, Simon, and I've always thought about that for myself. Nothing has been earth-shatteringly bad in my business. So I was just like, oh, I'm not a good leader because nothing horrible has happened to me. But here's what I've discovered is, yeah, I, I did have the t- typical things where family got upset at me and you know drama, but it wasn't so bad. But I remember the day that I was tempted, the most I've ever been tempted to settle. And everyone in network marketing, you want to quit multiple times, right? <laughs> it's like if you're not working hard enough, you don't have these days you want to quit. But settling is so sad. Hmm. And I was going and going and really trying to build my business but wasn't seeing success. And I remember just being outside and it was just another gorgeous day. And I thought, hmm, life would be so much easier if I didn't try hard. Life would be so much easier if I wasn't wanting and wanting. And I thought, yeah, I could see myself. I'll just, I'll just be happy with where I am now. And thank heavens I got out of that funk and decided to open my dreams again because something that's amazing about being human and living is dreaming and owning that vision and seeing that future, having the hope for the future. And that's how I want to live always. And yeah, having hope in these big dreams, it's not easy. So you will have days where you wonder if it'll ever happen, but finding joy in the journey, the process and not waiting for the destination to be happy is key. I must live a purpose-filled life, Simon. That's yeah. my number one. It's not a fun-filled life. It's purpose-filled. And when you have a purpose that you're you're going towards and working on, that that's what I love the most about life. So, How did you get out of the funk from like, whatever, I'm just going to settle and milk it versus let's dream again? What happened? Oh, you know, I'm sure it was a mixture of just continuing to show up and continuing to work. I've got a very strong work ethic and really strong habits there. And so I think just showing up and working on personal development where I could start to dream again. And I don't remember a certain thing that did, but it's just putting the work and plugging in. When you, the more you plug, you unplug, the less inspiration you can get. And so I make sure I am plugged in so I can be open to, to that inspiration that, that can come. That's awesome. Hey, how important is consistency to success? Good question. It's everything. Consistency is what creates trust. I'm not going to buy from someone or sign up with someone if I don't trust them. I need to know that if I'm going to interact with them, that I'm going to be treated well, that they're going to take care of me. And if someone's not consistent, then I don't trust them. And whenever I need something, I think, okay, who are are my friends that do this and this and this? And I think about the most consistent, most passionate person there. And that's the person I want to support because they're putting in the work. And I know they're going to take care of me. So it's consistency is what what is going to take you to your dreams and, and help be more effective. So. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where 
you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program that help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, thank you so much. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain, and these can be quick one-liners. Okay, um, The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Nothing changes if nothing changes. That one and every master was once a disaster. It's always a good reminder. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? To me, it's more of a trait, and that would be grit. Grit is passion plus perseverance for a long time. And so it's showing up, working even when it's not convenient, working hard even when you don't want to. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Take full accountability of your life. That saved my marriage and helped me through losing our daughter at 22 weeks pregnant. That's a big one for me. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested. What do you um, do? Do you send them a video first? Do you get on the phone first? Do you, what do you like to use? Um, I like to get on the phone on Zoom. So, yeah, it would be Zoom so we can see each other. What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? I love Mighty Text. Mighty Text is where you can text on your computer and schedule text. It's for Android's reaches for, <clears throat> for iPhones, I heard. I've never used it, though. What's two or three books you could recommend to ML Mission? I would say Business of the 21st Century. I love that one. It really builds your confidence in the network marketing model. And 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. Yes. That one's amazing. We use it all the time. And here's the last question. You know it's coming. You ready? The million dollar question. I'm ready. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You didn't know your husband, your contact list was zero, you didn't even know your rabbits, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? So I, the first thing I would do is I would find out what their, social, their version of social media is. I would create an account and start meeting people. I'd go to Common Interest Facebook groups, start connecting there. And then the next thing I would ask people where the local things are that I love to do. Where do people ride horses? Where do people, where is the dog parks? Um, and things like that. So I can st- I could go there and make friends, genuine friends that I want to see again and do, the, do our fun hobbies together. 
Hey, as we wrap up, do you, think, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram, just on my name, Kurtley Freckleton. And then as far as advice, I, oh, I would just say kind of what we talked about before is instead of thinking about all the reasons why not you, change the question to why not me, you know, change the context, change the feeling behind it. And, and really, really try, you know, if you're giving a good faith effort or not, and it's going to take stumbling and stumbling until you get it right. But don't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And my leaders always say, you know, use the product, talk to people and don't give up. And those are the three keys. (laughs) And my mission, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Curly Freckleton. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom and also links to Curly's profiles. You can check out her rabbits and all her great posts will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So Curly, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Simon. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when you and I, we go together on Zoom and I'll guide you word for word on what to say. And I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, MLM Nation, great show from Curtly Freckleton. I'm so proud of her. You know, I met her about like a year or so ago. She was looking out um, to do coaching with me and I had an honor to coach her. But uh, when I found out she's been listening to the show for years, and it was actually on her dream board and the goals to be on the show, and she did it. And she totally rocked that one. And we talked a lot about authenticity, having the purpose and passion. And really, you know, why not you, right? Stop being negative of your thoughts. You know, uh, just why not you? And she talked about a lot of things from the five micro habits you got to do every day, like posting uh, once a day, post ad to your story, adding friends, right? Building a rapport, connecting with people, inviting people, and then follow up. And she talked about really getting outside your comfort zone. If you want to be successful, you got to change. You got to be thinking differently. You got to go do it. And you got to be, you know, you know, we all get demotivated at times, but you got to stay close, get plugged in, right? She shared about how she felt like settling, how not, not to settle. And she Got back to getting plugged in, personal development, doing that work. The action gets you back into thinking bigger. So if you feel like you're stuck, you're losing motivation, get plugged into your team. Start taking action. Focus on the activity, right? And saying to yourself, I can too. And she said she went to an event. By the way, this is like almost every aha moment I've asked on the show. The major aha moment, light bulb moment was at an event. They went to an event. She saw these you know, senior people making it. She said, I can too. I have more energy than these people. If they're doing it, I can too. I want you to say that, ML Nation. I can too. If Curly can do it, I can too. If your top leader can do it, I can too. But you got to take the action. Go do it. Right? She doubled her income in three months because she stepped outside her comfort zone. She called people. She didn't even like to call. I tell you, all your dreams and goals are outside your comfort zone, ML Nation. Stop settling. 
stop selling, right? And what drives you? You got to have purpose, passion. I think for her, it's purpose, right? Be uncomfortable so that you can help others become comfortable. I love that quote, right? Um, and I can do this. Why not you? You can do that. She talked about habits, working on her income, producing activities first, putting the DMO first, share about the social media routine. We talk about authenticity, about her rabbits. I just use the rabbits as an example. Definitely follow her. She has a good profile, good stuff that she shares every single day. Right? And I'll put that link in the show notes. Head over to mlnation.com. Go to the show notes page and you can follow currently there. Uh, hey, dream big in the life of dream and hope and joy in the journey. That's what this business is about. Stop focusing on the results right now. Just get into action. Enjoy that journey. Live that purposeful, purposeful life. And ask yourself, you know, I was talking about, you see me in the shirts, purpose is greater than money. What's your purpose? How's your business aligned with your purpose? Once you know your purpose, your passion, you will stay consistent, right? And you have that grit that she talks about. And you take accountability for your life. Okay, awesome show from Curly. I can go on and on about this. Uh, but Angela, why not me? Uh, yeah, ML Nation, you're listening to you. You deserve that success. Be that leader. You have just heard what Curly did. Be that leader and you will become that leader. Hey, thank you for listening. If you like this, please subscribe. Leave us a review as well. Appreciate it. And I, I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession, how it changes lives, how it helps people. Your purpose is greater than money. That's my saying. That's over to you. You got to take action. Curly shared a lot of things. Maybe he's working on your social media profile. Maybe he's getting on the phone to call someone. Maybe he's reaching out to someone. Maybe it's changing the schedule. So you work on those five micro habits as you talked about. But make sure you take action on something you learn so that you can have a positive impact on someone's life. Hey, God bless you all. And thank you for listening. Be part of this amazing profession. Take care.